Okay. So this is for Wednesday. Wednesday is of course all these letters are very deep. We will try to do this as quickly as possible. Overviewing, a long section. Okay, we are focusing here on the idea, of course we only come to this at the very end of the letter, the enormous power of sucka, of charity. And we see that there's two quotes in the beginning, one that says the Jewish people will only be redeemed through sucka. As it says, her captives will come back through sucka, through righteousness, through charity. And also it says, Sedek, the son of Yehalech, Sedek shall go before him. And the question that ever raises on this is, grammatically, which is why I said it in the Hebrew, it shouldn't say Sedek, the son of Yehalech, but rather Yelech. So what does this mean? What's the difference between Yehalech and Yelech? Yehalech is a causative form of the verb, meaning it's implying that the righteousness or charity causes some other entity to go before God. So what is this other entity? What are we talking about? So now we're going to spend the bulk of the letter explaining this idea. And this is on other verses which say, my heart says, seek my face, bikshupanai. And we actually think, we would think it means seek the face, face means the inner dimension, seek the inner dimension of God. But by comparing two verses, we actually realize that we're being told here to seek the face, we really means we have to seek out face means inner dimension. Like if you see someone's face, that's their inside shining to you through their face. So when it says seek my face, it really means every Jew has to seek inside himself for the inwardness of his own heart. That's what we mean by seek the inner dimension, not seek God's inner dimension, but actually seek my own inner dimension. That in the inside of a heart, I have a tremendous, enormous love for God, meaning in my heart I have two loves. I have the external aspect of my heart and the inner aspect. The external aspect of my heart is also can be full of love for God. But this is a love I create when I think, when I understand, when I contemplate God. And when I really meditate on this, I create a strong, fiery love for God. That's the outer dimension. So what's the inner dimension? The inner dimension is a love that transcends knowledge. This love is not coming because of my awareness, my knowledge of God. This love is so much part of my essence and being, it has nothing to do with my knowledge. Just as, for example, sometimes in, in the physical world, there's something to you that's so, so important that you act completely irrational. Reason has nothing to do with this so, so, so important thing. You know, uh, the mother that lifts up the car to save her child who's crushed underneath the car. Well, obviously, rationally, this woman cannot pick up a car. But she doesn't think about that. She doesn't care about that. This is so, her very essence is being pulled out when her child is crushed under the car Reason has no bearing, and she transcends what's rational and possible. So similarly, our inner heart has such a love for God that transcends all logic. And this is really the spark of God inside my heart, inside the soul of every Jew. 
so a person could say, wow, I have this enormous love for God inside of me. And I don't even need to think and contemplate and meditate to get it because it's actually beyond all that. So how come I or how come every Jew is not burning up with this enormous love for God? And the answer is because this spark, which is really a piece of God in my heart, in my inner soul, is an exile, and which is actually sort of part of the broader exile of the divine presence. And it says, our sages say that when the Jews were exiled to Babylonia, God's presence, the Shekhinah, went with them. So Babylonia also implies acting in a Babylonian manner. So I have in my heart, in the inner, inner depths of my heart, such a passion for God that it's beyond reason. But I might have taken my inner passions that are beyond reason and put them in other things, put them in Babylonian things. And when I did that, I banished, I put in exile that spark of God, that my own little personal piece of Shekhinah, of God's presence, now went into exile because instead of it being expressing itself in God, it's expressing itself in Babylonia. It's expressing itself in all the coarseness of this physical world. And this connects to what we're told, that we have to circumcise the foreskin of our heart. Circumcision here is like the idea of repentance, cutting away those barriers, cutting away those things that block me from feeling the passions of my heart. Now, in circumcision, there are two stages. There's the external piece of skin, what's called the stage of Mila. And then there's the inner thin membrane, which is called priya. And we have to do both. In other words, if, if in, a, in a physical child, when a circumcision is happening, they cut away the foreskin, but they don't remove the membrane, it's like he wasn't circumcised. So in my heart, I have the same thing. I have that, like, coarse foreskin. I have really, really uh, coarse desires. And then I have the, the thin membrane. I also might have some more subtle, not as overt desires that are also blocking me and putting my essence longing in exile. And I have to remove both. Because if I don't remove both, if I remove the really coarse desires, and I still leave the more subtle ones, I still have this membrane blocking and obscuring and putting into exile my little piece of God, that passion that's beyond reason. If we actually look in the verses, though, we see that we are told we have an obligation to mouth to circumcise our hearts. But it also says that with the coming of the Messiah, God will circumcise our hearts. So that means we're doing it, but also he's going to do it. So we have to do our part. We have to do as much as we can by removing our hearts from the Babylonian passions. And then God also will help and take and do that part of the job that's, that's too difficult for us. And this actually sort of connects to the fact that it says that when the Messiah, when Mashiach comes, it says he's coming behesachadas. Behesachadas means unawares. 
how can we say he's coming unawares and working so hard to bring him? But it's sort of unaware because we're saying actually not unaware that you're spaced out, but rather that you're not using the faculty of das, you're not using the faculty of knowledge because you're transcending knowledge. Why are we transcending knowledge to bring the Messiah? Because we're causing to emerge in us a relationship with God that transcends knowledge. My external heart knows, meditates, contemplates, and loves God. That's a God coming from that's a love coming from knowledge. But my inner heart is transcending knowledge. It has nothing to do with knowledge. So just as my individual divine spark, my personal shechina, so to speak, is redeemed by transcending knowledge, by pulling my desires away from the Babylonian ones and expressing God, so too in a universal way, the entirety of the shechina, the entirety of the divine presence, and the redemption of the entire world. This is really the ultimate circumcision of the heart the ultimate manifestation of love for God, and this is what we're going to experience when the Messiah comes, when Mashiach comes. But even now, we can liberate our divine spark, at least temporarily, during prayer. As the Rebbe explains, that during prayer is the easiest time to circumcise, to remove that foreskin from your heart. And this also might be a state of hesechadas, of going transcending knowledge, because during this prayer, you also are transcending your awareness of God, your knowledge of God. It's almost like a gift. Granted, but obviously, the gift granted comes from a lot of work. In other words, God gives us gifts, but very often, the gifts he gives are as per our initiation. So we initiate. When we try to remove and circumcise the foreskin on our heart, the coarse passions we have, that we took our hearts, we took this precious, beyond reason passion for God. And instead, we have beyond reason passion for things and for money and for technology and for granite countertops and for a car and for clothing. and for We took this beyond rational gift and we put it in Babylonia. So when we pull it out, as much as we can pull it out, and God responds and helps carrying us the rest of the way. And now, to connect us to charity, the Rebbe says that, remember, we began with the idea of charity, the Rebbe says that a way to circumcise the foreskin of your heart is through charity. Because when you work, you're really putting the very inner essence of self very often in your work and to earn your money, it's really hard, especially people that are pressed for money and don't have it easy. And you work hard for your money and then you take that and give it away. And in essence, what you're doing is giving it to God. This is a tremendous tool to bring God to the inner dimension of your heart. 